Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Saturday, December 24th. Very busy Christmas Eve, broadcasting from Grandma's craft supply room. Let us proceed. Tesla CEO Elon Musk joined a Twitter space on Thursday to speak about the recent moves in Tesla stock and defend his actions from Tesla investors, who have called for him to stop spending time on Twitter. After the rapid descent of Tesla's stock, when Musk sold off a king's ransom to fund the purchase of Twitter, Musk said that he wouldn't sell any more stock. But apparently, the Twitter endeavor required more funding, as he sold off more to support the social media platform. Musk said, quote, I'm not selling any stock for, I don't know, a minimum of 18 to 24 months. You can count on me. No stock sales until 2025 or something. I need to sell some stock just to make sure there's still some powder dry to account for worst case scenario. I won't sell stock until probably two years from now. Definitely not next year under any circumstances. Probably not the year after either. Signed, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, December 22nd, Twitter Space. Now, at Electrek, we're forced to take this with a grain of salt because despite routinely saying that he would be the last person to sell any Tesla stock for the last decade, he indeed has sold large chunks of stock several times. Now, while many have made note of his distractions with Twitter, he stated, quote, There's not an important Tesla meeting I've missed the entire time. I'm not totally missing an action. He then asked, quote, Is there anything I could have done in the last two months that would have helped with Tesla execution? I literally can't think of anything. Now, it might be out of context, but in contrast, Musk has called Twitter a very addictive app, saying, quote, If you cross catnip with crack, that's what Twitter is. Now, if this colorful statement from him is indeed true, then perhaps his judgment faculties could be compromised. Again, out of context. Tesla is taking a delivery of a panoply of KUKA robots, and the timing could indicate that they're going to be used to build the Cybertruck. KUKA robots are mostly industrial arm robots used in manufacturing. It's Tesla's preferred robot for most of their production lines, along with others from a company called Fanuc. While a significant number of 66 is not actually that many for most production lines, Tesla has been making efforts to simplify production, and also more shipments of the robots could be coming in. The automaker recently announced that Gigafactory Texas has achieved a production rate of 3,000 vehicles per week, and the Cybertruck will definitely further that growth. Tesla has authorized North American locations to start selling display and test drive vehicles, closing out a record quarter. Over the last few weeks, we have reported on a lot of incentives that Tesla has put in place to sell cars, and it seems to be working. Tesla barely has any Model 3 vehicles left in the Bay Area, and showing lowered inventory for the Model Y. And now, according to sources familiar with the matter, Tesla has started to authorize the sale of display and test ride vehicles in several markets in the U.S. With this and other initiatives, Tesla is expected to beat its previous delivery number by a significant margin, both in the U.S. and also globally. The Tesla Model Y has beat out the best-selling car record in a single year in the country of Norway. They beat out the Volkswagen Beetle in 1969. Norway gobbled up 16,748 Model Y vehicles in the calendar year, helping the country to achieve record EV adoption. The total percentage of EVs sold in Norway hasn't been tabulated quite yet, but many are expecting 2022 to be around 80-90%, to 90%, especially if hybrids are included. Tesla is selling a wireless charger platform for cell phones or other small devices 
and it's $300. Tesla is not a stranger to premium-priced products, such as the Tesla Whistle, Tesla Shorts, or the recent Tesla Hard Drive, which was selling for around triple the regular price. But now here we are with a small desk or countertop platform they say is inspired by the Cybertruck. The shell is made of aluminum, and the fabric deck is made of Alcantara, which sounds nice. GM's Cruise Autonomous Taxi Service has started taking driverless taxi rides in downtown Austin, Texas. Cruise has been operating a free driverless taxi service in San Francisco since earlier this year, and they started taking paid fares back in June. In doing so, they beat their rival, which is Google's Waymo, up to the punch. It also beat out Tesla to the same goal, although Tesla is very much taking a different direction. This is an important step for Cruise, however, because the service is not completely open to the public yet. But they're getting there. It's currently restricted for friends and family of Cruise employees. Along with the service in Austin, Cruise also started service in Phoenix this week, and that's where Waymo has been operating. And it looks like Cruise is aiming to obfuscate the news reports, but opening up service right in the front yard of their competitors. According to the same group that broke the Dieselgate scandal, which is called the International Council on Clean Transportation, they are now saying that plug-in hybrids use far more gasoline in the real world than regulatory agencies have accounted for. The group analyzed data from both Fuelly, which is an app that helps drivers track their fuel efficiency, and also the California Bureau of Automotive Repair. It then compared this data to regulatory agencies' estimates and indeed found that plug-in hybrid EVs are not driving on electric power nearly as often as the EPA had assumed that they were. This could have significant implications in the way that plug-in hybrid cars are regulated, since they seem to produce more emissions and more gasoline than previously thought. The data showed that plug-in hybrid EVs spend 26 to 56 less time in all-electric drive mode, and therefore consume 42 to 67 percent more fuel than the EPA label suggests. The group found an even more drastic result in Europe. In that study, fuel usage and emissions for plug-in hybrids were three to five times higher than WLTP estimates suggested. Now, part of this was due to company cars, where a company would pay for the fuel but not pay for the electricity, and thus they were really never plugged in. However, even for non-company cars, the disparity between WLTP and real-world estimates were even larger than the United States. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas.